0: Why would Apple put an M1X into the MacBook Pro and iMac Pro if M2 is just around the corner? Why not wait and use M2X instead? Well, sponsored by Ting. If Apple sticks with the naming conventions they've been using for the last decade of silicon, then the number on the chip means the generation of the silicon. And whether or not it has an X grafted on the end means whether or not it has extra cores and other features grafted onto the package inside. That's it, that's all, kinda. I'll get to M2X in a Intel TDP hot minute, but it's a little more complicated than that because Apple is currently on the A14 in terms of Silicon generation. And yet instead of using M14 for the exact same Silicon generation on the Mac, they decided to restart the numbering with one, M1. Even though A14 and M1 have the exact same Ice Storm efficiency cores, Firestorm performance cores, and no such cool codenamed graphics and neural engine cores. The M1 just has more of the E cores and P cores than the A14, along with yes, bigger memory options, Thunderbolt controllers and Mac specific IP for virtualization and x86 emulation. But because both the letters and numbers are different, people either don't realize or keep mementoing, dorying that A14 and M1 are the same generation. That's why you see people And publications wondering out loud about an M1 iPhone as absolutely redundant as that would be. Now, Maybe in another simpler timeline, the alligator Loki or frog Thor of timelines, Apple would have stuck with calling the M1 the A14X because the pattern is so similar to the previous A12 for iPhone, A12X for iPad Pro, A10 for iPhone, A10X for iPad Pro, but we don't live in that timeline. So we're stuck with A14 and M1. But what that does do is save the X for an even more extra M1X if Apple decides to keep with that current naming scheme. See, time was Apple only needed the iPhone and the iPad Pro version of any particular generation of custom silicon. The aforementioned A10 and A10X, A12 and A12X. And yes, they were used in the iPad Air and Apple TV as well, but I am really, really trying to keep this simple this time. Nowadays, Apple needs the iPhone, iPad Pro slash low power Mac and high performance Pro Mac version of this particular generation of custom silicon, A14, M1 and presumably M1X. And who knows, maybe an even higher end Pro Mac as in Mac Pro version at some point as well. But yes, simple. In other words, A14 for the iPhone, M1 for the iPad Pro and MacBook Air, Mac Mini, etc. M1X for the 16 inch MacBook Pro, iMac Pro, also etc. And if it helps to think about it in old school Intel parlance, the A14 would be like the current generation Ice Lake I3, M1 like Ice Lake I5, and M1X like Ice Lake I7, just way, way better performance efficiency across the entire line. so. Now we get to where the next round of confusion is coming from. 2021 is half over already and we still haven't seen any M1X Pro level Max, not a single one, which also means fall is just around the corner and that means new iPhones are coming, which means a new Apple Silicon generation is coming with them, the A15, and that's led to some people say it's too late. Apple can't announce an M1X or anything else based on A14 generation silicon not anymore. They done, which Maybe, but certainly not definitely. I mean, Apple announced the A14 in September and shipped it in October of last year. They didn't announce and ship the M1 until November of last year. And yet they were still announcing M1 products in April of this year. And some years, Apple only makes the iPhone version of a certain Silicon generation. There was an A10 and an A10X, but there was never an A11X or an A13X. The closest we got to the A13X was an A12Z, with all of its A12 graphics cores just fully operational and a few other tweaks. And Apple announced that A12Z for the iPad Pro in March of 2020, almost six months after announcing the A13 for the iPhone 11. And that iPad Pro stuck with the A12Z until it was replaced with the M1 in April of 2021, almost six months after Apple announced the A14 for the iPhone 12 and iPad Air. Both times for six months, six months, long months, the iPhone and even the iPad Air had newer generation silicon and better single core performance than the iPad Pro. And Apple had a grand total of zero Fs to give about that, zero, fresh out, because the iPad Pros still had much, much better multi-core performance because they were still much, much more massively multi-core because of that X as in extra core architecture. And that's the sort of workflows of massively multi-core workflows that those products were designed for. So for the sake of argument, let's say Apple decides to keep the M series on pace with the A series with new releases every year on the year. And after the A15, Apple announces an M2 on the same generation silicon as the A15. Slightly better process, 20% or so better performance, balanced by 20% or so better efficiency, maybe quite a bit more for graphics, and maybe on the ARM V9 instruction set architecture, even though ARM V9 is mostly just trying to emulate and give to other licensees, most of what Apple's already been doing for the last many years. But maybe we get a nice vector boost from it, you know, anyway, along the way. First, M2 would almost certainly be another ultra low power chip like the M1 destined for the iPad Pro and MacBook Air like the M1. Second, rumor has it we're not getting that next iPad Pro or MacBook Air until next year anyway, which means we won't be getting an M2X until then either. If even then, given how long it's been taking to get an M1X following the M1. And again, just so I'm 100% crystal clear in old school Intel parlance, the A15 would be like a next generation Tiger Lake i3, M2 like a Tiger Lake i5, and M2X like a Tiger Lake i7, just still with way, way better performance efficiency across the line. And that time frame still leaves plenty of time for M1X MacBook Pros, maybe even M1X Mac mini Pros and stretch goal, real stretch goal, M1X iMac Pros this fall or thereafter. And sure, if Apple goes back to September for iPhones and October for Macs, we could have A15 and better single core performance in our phones than M1X provides in our pro level Macs, which yes, all shades of awkward, but nothing that hasn't happened before with our pro level iPads. The alternatives, The multiverse of madness possibilities include Apple waiting and going M2X for the Pro Max instead, though I personally really don't wanna wait that long, do you? Or using a name like X1 instead of M1X to make comparisons more apples to apples, other apples. But that doesn't change the actual silicon inside. Apple could use M2 as the name of M1X, I guess, to make higher performance versions a higher number, but then what do they call the next generation ultra low power version? M3, which just recreates the same problem further down the road? Or call it M1S instead to kick it even further? further down the road. Apple could also tune for higher frequencies and performance in M1X than the ultra efficiency focused A15 or M2 would ever allow which is what I'm personally hoping for only partially so that I don't have to make this exact same video again right after they announce it. But all of that, all of that not only misses the point entirely, it misses the SOC for that single core because an iPhone, even an iPad Pro or MacBook Air will just never have the sheer number of cores, ports, memory, or storage, or the display size of a pro level Mac. And regardless, no matter how you silicon slice it, every year there'll be at least one, maybe several faster Macs. Apple has their roadmap based on the availability of leading edge help bleeding edge nodes and the maybe lack of availability of trailing edge nodes. So it's gonna be a challenge to predict when exactly everything is gonna hit maybe including for them. So all I know is that I'm gonna be sitting by the side of the river waiting for that chassis of the M1X 16 inch MacBook Pro to float by. So if you're thinking like I'm thinking and you need to start saving up, check out Ting because cutting your phone bill in half has just never been easier. They have this hot, yes, Intel TDP hot summer deal going on right now, set 12, which gives you 12 gigabytes of data with unlimited talk and text for just $35 a month. You can even get unlimited for $45, whatever you need. And Ting works with pretty much any phone from the latest iPhone 12 to all the Galaxy flips and folds to the upcoming Pixel 6s. You can keep your existing phone, keep your existing number even if you want to. Just go to renee.ting.com to check out the plans and see how much you could save because could be a lot. Plus you get access to the best nationwide coverage in America and award-winning customer support if you need help. And because you're watching this video, you'll also get $25 off. Just click on the link below or go to renee.ting.com and get $25 off. And clicking on that link really helps out this channel. Hit the playlist above for more, much more on Apple's M1 Silicon architecture. I explain everything from why it's so fast to how it's gonna scale. So just hit that playlist and I'll see you in the next video.